All right, everybody, welcome to Ball Talk Live in Dallas, Texas. I'm here with my man, Phil Ketterman, today. How are we doing today, Phil, on this fine New Year? No, oh, man, I'm doing well. How are you doing, man? You ain't working? No, nah, no, nah, they got, got, no, nah, man, not today. New Year's Eve, well, actually, actually, I'm actually on lunch break right now, so I got about an hour to spare. I, I wanted to take New Year's Eve off, but you know how they are, man, when it comes to fucking working <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, man we got a we got a hell of a, a schedule to get on with today man but i want to start off with black monday what what in what is your take from all the coaches that got let go that not even just head coaches but also coordinators uh general managers i mean what's your take on all of it well I think everybody saw Kitchens being fired. Um, I think you've you've been calling that for for months. I know we were texting about it and stuff like that. Um, I still don't think that Dallas is going to get rid of Jason Garrett. If anything, I think they're going to give him a front office position because they don't want to lose him. Either that or they toy with him until his contract's up and all the other uh, teams make you know make their hires. If that makes sense, his contract isn't up till January fourteenth, I think, and most yep. teams are going to get a head coach by then, before then. So they may just let him walk then, after all the other teams hire head coaches. Um, I didn't think that Carolina should have fired Ron Rivera. Uh, Washington getting rid of uh, who's that? Bruce Allen, is that his name? Yeah, the the general manager. Yeah, that that surprised me, but you know it is Dan Snyder, so I'm actually not very surprised. Who else, who else got fired? Uh, what's that? O'Shea, the offensive yeah, coordinator. Uh, yep, Chad O'Shea. Uh, after after winning their Super Bowl last week, he's going to fire him. You know, I I don't know. He'll end up back in New England. You're probably right, and he, I just. Uh, <laughs> I actually just got word that the Bears fired their offensive coordinator too. Who who is their offensive coordinator? Mark Hersfrick or something like that. Interesting. That's I guess, uh I guess him and about three other assistants are being let go from there. See, that's odd to me because I saw on Twitter today that they intend on moving forward with uh Trubisky. And, well, he really isn't very good, I don't think. I don't know if that's a coordinator's fault or what, but, you know. No, Trubisky, Trubisky um, he's, not a good, he's not a good quarterback. Uh, he's not at all. Um, what do you think of the Jags keeping Doug Marone? Oh, I'm a huge fan. I think he's – I think he's – the right man for the job. I do think that keeping him was a good idea. Yeah, because um, I mean, he he actually, if you think about it, he kind of helped develop uh, Gardner Minshew a little bit this year. Well, yeah, I, he's he, he's been you know he he works well with quarterbacks. I think the Nick Foles thing was kind of funny. Like everyone said, you know, pay him all that money for him to sit down on the bench. Was it eighty four million or something like that? Eighty four million guaranteed. I yeah. Think. I, yeah, and you can't predict injuries. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, that week one game, I was watching that, I believe, against Kansas City where he broke his, his collarbone. You know, that's that's just unfortunate. And we would have never known what Gardner Minshew would have been capable of. True, but I you know, Foles, came, Foles comes back, though, from the injury. He plays, what, two games and then they bench him? Uh-huh. I mean... I don't know. Well, that's only because they could. They saw what Minshew could do. If if he never got hurt week one, I doubt they would have pulled the trigger as fast as they did benching him because they would have never known what Gardner Minshew could have done. But since he got injured week one, he got thrown into the fire and he played well. They were quick to you know to pull Foles. Yeah, they gave. They probably said, you know, hey, we'll give you a game or two to see what you can do, and if you don't do good, you're sitting on the bench. Exactly, because. Since he got hurt and Minshew showed what he can do, they were confident in his ability. So 
I think keeping Doug Marone was a good idea, but I've been a big fan of him for a long time now. Uh, That's good. You know, I've been a uh, – oh, did you see uh, – I think, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, Washington hired Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. Oh, they did hire Jack Del Rio. See, I saw that this morning. I didn't think they hired him yet, but that's a well, – wow, that's what I'm saying. It could, be, it could be speculation, but I'm pretty confident they're going to. Ooh, that's going to be a savvy move then for Washington. Wow. Yeah, that defense is going to be – that's going to be pretty impressive because, I mean, Ron Rivera's already – I mean, they worked together, I believe, in Baltimore, I want to say. Jack Del Rio – Jack Del Rio coached in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. He was, I think, the linebacker coach here in that Super Bowl team in 2000. And what was Ron Rivera? I'm not sure. I could be mistaken. I think they've, I think they've worked together in some aspect. I okay. think. But uh, I do know Jack Del Rio, I, I believe, coached there just watching, uh, watching Hard Knocks uh, on YouTube from the 2000 season or the 2001 when they were trying to go back to back for the Super Bowl. So uh that that's a good hire. I mean, golly, that that defense is going to be pretty good. Interesting to see who they're going to bring in as their offensive coordinator though. I think they're keeping their offensive coordinator. Who is it? I have no <laughs> idea. Whoever their offense. Yeah, no, I got I it. have no idea honestly. Um I would have said if um, – I was going to say Jay Gruden's gone. Um, I don't know who it is, man. I really don't. Shoot, bring Jay back. Let him coach the offense. <laughs> and uh, Jay, Jay burned his bridge there. He ain't coming back. Good. It's probably better for him. Yeah, it probably is. Maybe more than likely Jay's probably going to go out to Vegas next year with his brother. Oh, man, can you imagine them two getting into it on the sideline? Oh, God, I can already <laughs> sense it. That's good TV right there. It is. That, that That's what I mean. That would bring a heck of a lot of ratings. The NFL would love that. I don't see that happening, though. I think they, they understand each other, and they know that that's what would happen. That's true. Uh, that's very you know, true. they're both very, very passionate and fiery. Uh, you know, Jay doesn't get as much credit as John does because John was a TV personality, but you know, they're both very, very passionate. Especially for the game, for the game of football that like, you know, they, I know I harp on John Gruden a lot, but I will say he is a very passionate guy. I see it in his eyes. I see it in his body language. I mean, he really lays it out all on the line every Sunday for his team. And I give him credit for that. But you still don't like him. I just don't like – the reason I don't like him is because his voice is so annoying. <laughs> that, that, that's I, the only reason. <laughs> I had to listen to him for how many years on Monday Night Football. and just, just it's annoy, It was annoying, man. Like That's why I just couldn't like him. His, his voice just annoyed me. That's probably part of part of what people like about him, how he's, you know, remembered whenever, you know, when he talks, people recognize that voice. Like, you know, I know who that is. That's John Gruden. Yeah. His brother, his brother don't sound too different from him either. They could probably pass for each other on the phone. True, but they look nothing alike. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely not. They look it's... absolutely nothing alike. I mean, you could tell they're related, but you wouldn't think they're brothers. No, no. The only way you could tell they're related is their facial structure is the same. But other than that, they, the hair is different, the eyes are different, the nose is different. I mean, it's the rest of their the rest of their build is just different. Oh yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right about the facial structure. That's the only way I can tell besides the voice. Besides listening to them speak, you know, one's like a like a fatter version of the other, essentially. Right. Um, here's an idea that I saw on Twitter. What if the Cowboys decide to get rid of Jason Garrett and they hire Tony Romo as their head coach? 
Is that a, are you actually asking what I would think of that? What do you think that's a possibility? That's what I'm asking. I think it'd be stupid, but it'd be a heck of a PR move, I guess. Why would but it be stupid? Hire Tony Romo as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. I mean, why not? The guy you see him on CBS with Jim Nance almost every weekend. He call he predicts almost every single play that's going to happen. He knows football. I bet Peyton Manning could do that just as easily. Oh, Peyton Manning could do it with his eyes closed. Yeah, but see, that's I mean, heck, I could call plays or you know design plays. It's you know there's a lot more you know management, a lot of. Uh, you know, players, it's business more than coaching, uh, I feel. But we yeah. all know Jerry Jones, though. He's a, he's a family man, and he likes to keep that Cowboys team as a family business. Do I think with Jason Gary, you know, I listened to Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp this morning, and um, they said, uh, you know, Jerry Jones made a huge mistake, and that was he got way too close to Jason Garrett. Oh, absolutely. You know, there was reports that they were going on vacations together, that Jerry Jones was inviting him over to his house in Highland Park for dinner here and there. Their families were hanging with each other. I mean, it's – and I've always learned being – when you're in a, a role like that, you never, ever befriend your subordinates because then it just makes it a mess. And Jerry Jones should have never done that. Yeah, no, he really, he, yeah, he, he, that's not a good take. No, it's not a good look either. And that's why he's in such, he's in a rock and a hard place right now because he's like, well, if I fire him, you know, I'm losing a friend. If I keep him, you know, my team, I'm getting scrutinized by the media. Like, he's in a he's in a bad place right now. He doesn't know what to do. Well, that's what happens when you're an owner and a GM. Yep. And that's the problem with Jerry Jones. He needs to start delegating. Well, they say, his son, they say his son is doing a lot of the GM thing, but – even then, he's still related. Right. You know, that's still a son. Like, you, you don't think it's not going through Jerry? Yeah, oh, everything's going through Jerry. Jerry Jones, to me, I hate to compare this. This is going to sicken me what I'm about to say. But Jerry Jones, to me, when it comes to the operations of that football team, is just like Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick of the Patriots. They know what every what is going on in that organization 24 hours a day, just like Jerry Jones knows what's going on in Dallas 24 hours a day. Yeah, but the difference is, is Robert Kraft lets Bill Belichick make those decisions. Well, because he knows that Bill Belichick's a football genius, and he knows that Belichick's not going to steer him wrong when it comes to a decision like that. Jerry exactly. Jones... Do what? I just I was agreeing with you. What about oh, Jerry no. Jones? Jerry Jones ain't really much of a football genius. He's just an oil rig guy. Well, not just that. Like you hire your coaches to coach and to evaluate players and stuff like that. Let them do it. Yeah. You know, but no, he has to have the final say because he wants to be the person, you know, doing the news conference. He's too wrapped. Exactly. He loves. And that's why there was another thing saying, like, hey, like I texted you this morning, why don't Jerry Jones just be the head coach? Because you know what? He wants to be in the spotlight. He wants everything. He wants credit for everything. So, my honest opinion, he might as well just step down from the owner's box and go stand on the sidelines and coach the Dallas Cowboys and have all his drawn up at the nose. Since it's that easy to do. He, he would be, I could see him doing that because he thinks it's that easy. That uh, That's – especially if you got good assistant coaches that know what the hell they're doing. You're just standing there looking like Jason Garrett on the sidelines every weekend with a smile on your face. 
Well, I mean, J.C. Garrett at least earned his keep calling plays. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, if Jerry Jones was to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, that's what he'd be doing, just standing there with a smile on his face, not doing anything. Letting his coach his coach. Letting his coach his coach, exactly. Not being involved in any of the of the play calling, just standing there looking pretty for the camera. That's pretty much what he's doing now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and, and you know, I, I do like how he has that, like, I'm going to use a Star Wars reference here. He has that, like, Emperor Palpatine-like persona yes. when Cowboys lose, and he stands up, he does that little slow turn and walk outside of the owner's box. It's like, oh, crap, you know something bad is going to happen. He's going to go slam a fifth of whiskey or something. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> See, you know, they know what's going on. They're probably – I bet they're in that meeting room right now just having drinks, just hanging out. Of course they are. They're going to prolong – this is going to be, like I said, a two- or three-hour meeting today. They're, Which is they're unfortunate. Gonna, they're going to prolong they know because Jerry Jones, he loves that spotlight. And all those media reporters, they're waiting. They're waiting by their phones. They're waiting by their laptops, by their TVs. They're ready for this news to break. And see, and that's what I told you yesterday when they were reporting that everyone was fired. So until it comes from Jerry Jones's mouth, none of that's true. Because he right. wants to be the one that says it. I like, else. How, I like to know how that Cowboys radio announcer got that news. Uh, he, I don't know. Somebody, somebody's we, getting fired for that, though. I was going to say, because he claimed in his tweet that one of the assistant coaches texted him and said, yeah, we're all being fired. And maybe they are, but like I said, until it comes out of Jerry's mouth. Right. And I think that's also going to be a topic of conversation in that meeting. They're going to talk about who should we keep as an assistant. I know Chris Richard. I heard he's going to interview for the Giants job. So Yeah, I saw that too. So, and I also heard this morning that Garrett told his assistants, you know, I, I wish you guys the best of luck, and, you know, I hope you guys find other opportunities. See, that could just mean that he's firing them. Doesn't mean he, they're all gone. Yeah, that that's true. It, that's very true. But we, we'll wait and see what happens when the news breaks. Because, like I said, I'm waiting for my phone to buzz or something to buzz on me to let me know that. Jason Garrett's either gone or he's staying. Do you have all the tweets turned on for Ian Rappaport? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got Rappaport's tweets turned on. I got Adam Schefter's turned on. I'm ready. Uh, you know whose tweets I got turned on. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You you got old Barry there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I got I got Barry's tweets turned on. Um. So- now, let's get into this. Wild card weekend. You know, we had the craziest NFL week, one of the craziest weeks of NFL football ever this past Sunday. Um, you know, the, the Patriots and Dolphins game, that was, that was a shocker. You know, nobody saw that coming. Um, <clears throat> the Seahawks and 49ers game lived up to its potential. Um, trying to think any other game. Those are probably the two biggest ones I would say that were that I saw that had the most like um, out, the biggest outcome. Uh, but going into Saturday now, we got the Texans and the Bills and the Patriots and the Titans. What are the keys to? We'll start with the Texans and Bills game. What are the keys for the Texans to win, and what are the keys for the Bills to win that game? Well, Texans offense needs to show up because their defense – I mean, the Bills' offense is not very good. Um, It could definitely be a low-scoring game if the Texans' offense doesn't show up because the Bills' defense is very good. Uh, And and the Texans' defense ain't that good. No, but neither is the Bills' offense. They're both pretty abysmal. Yeah, they're – yeah, I was going to say, the Bills are like 28th in the league in total offense, and I think the Texans are like 27th in the league in total defense. That's pretty pathetic. 
I didn't know it was yeah. that bad. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah the defense is that bad. But I mean, I figured, I you know, I knew the Bills' offense was like that, but not the Texans' defense. That's uh, oh yeah, they're the Texans' defense is bad. I think they were. I think they're allowing like an average of like four hundred and fifty yards of offense a game. Like that. That's terrible. Yeah, that's a tough one. I I still think the Texans are going to pull it out, though. I think oh, their yeah. offense is, is pretty dynamic, and their defense can do just enough to stop that juggernaut of a Bills offense. If they force Ryan – or not Ryan Allen. If they force Josh Allen <laughs> to um, make a couple of interceptions like they did Jameis Winston, I think they can win. The thing is, what's, it's going to be a – Jameis Winston for interceptions. He's just going to do it. Yeah. Sorry, that's, yeah, that's a different subject. That's, anyway. That's, that's, a different, that's a different topic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think Josh Allen, if he if he plays like he did like against New England, I think he'll beat the Texans. And also, the Bills were 6-2 and two on the road this year. So, they're a pretty good Ooh. team on the road. So, I mean – where did uh, the Texans beat New England? Was it at home? It yeah, was. it was at NRG, It was right? at NRG. That's right, because the Dolphins are the ones who beat New England at home for the first time in however long. I think it's been like – I can't even remember. I think it's been like 10 or 15 years or something like that. That's ridiculous. That is- I think it was like 2010 in the playoffs and then like 2006. In the regular season or something like that. Who is that? That's insane. Uh, the uh, losing in Foxborough or beating them in Foxborough. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I could. I could be wrong. You know, you're thinking to... of the Jets. The Jets beat New. The Jets lost to New England in 2010 um, at home. All right. And then blew them out in the playoffs. They got blown out by New England in New England, and they went to New England in the playoffs in the divisional round and beat them by, like, a touchdown or something like that. Okay, so that was probably the last time anybody's beaten New England at home? Or an NFC – or an AFC – AFC 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 East? Um, Maybe that's the first time an opponent of the AFC East beat him at home since 2010. Yes, I was going to say, I, I almost said 2014, but uh, the Dolphins, uh, that was in Miami. Like I said, New England always struggles for some reason down there. Um, so, so we say the Bills, Texans, it's going to be on whose offense and whose defense shows up. New England and Tennessee, that's the matchup I'm looking forward to. That is – that is going to be a good game, I think. It's Sunday night. Yeah, it's in... What? I Go said ahead, it's Sunday night. Um, it's a nationally televised Ooh. game. It's in New England. It's playoffs. I think – I don't know who's going to win that game. It just all depends to me on how Derrick Henry does it. Derrick Henry be running all over them. It's over. That game is over. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you there because, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Tennessee can still pass the ball pretty well. They just they have Derrick Henry. And their defense is actually really good, too. Yeah, they're like their, their defense is top 10. Uh, Mike Vrabel, you got to think, they, they Tennessee beat them pretty good last year when they played New England. Oh, Tennessee beat them last they year? Demolished them. I think they beat them by 20 points. Hmm. Well, you know, Belichick definitely don't like that. No, oh, no, 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 no. But, no Belichick has said today, I, I read an interview with him today. He said, you know, our guys are ready to go. Um, we're really confident we're going to do good this game. So that's good. Um, Deion Sanders, I was surprised. I listened to Deion Sanders he says, um, New England, he, he, you know, they asked him, what do you think of New England not having a bye week? He says, they don't need it. He's like, and this is why they've had a bye week all year when it comes to their offense. He said, the receivers have had a bye week all year since training camp. He said, they don't need a bye week. They need to just keep rolling and they need to keep their heads up and they need to not get rusty. 
He's like, this is the best thing that could ever happen to them. And it really is. And see, that's why when we were texting during the New England game, after the game, and you were like, I guess they don't want a first round bye. I was like, he probably did it for a reason. Like, he said, just keep on rolling. Do you think they're 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 using the blueprint of the 07 and 2011 Giants? I don't really know if you'd call – I mean, yeah, you're. that's a good one. They had, a, you know, very, very good defense and a decent offense. But, I mean, come on. Honestly, who would have thought 2007, nonetheless, the Giants were going to do anything? Yeah. Weren't they, like, 8-8 eight and eight in the wild card They were the wild like card team. They – yeah, and they played, and they had to play on Wild Card Weekend. They won, um, I think they won three games on the road to go to the Super Bowl, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl against what was then an NFL record-breaking offense. NFL record-breaking team, not even just an offense back then. Yeah, you're that right. Was an NFL, that was a record-breaking team. I mean that. That New England, that 07 New England team, they were just, they were monsters. Heck, I, I remember watching some of their games that year and seeing, you know, the likes of Brewski and Rodney Harrison and Mike Vrabel and even the late Junior Seau just dominating guys on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. I remember that year, man. I put, they, they were like a cheat code in Madden. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, had Rand, they had Randy Moss with Tom Brady, and he was just, man, people, ugh. Well, it's like using Michael Vick in 2004. Wes Welker. Like, uh, Wes Welker. Uh, Dante Stallworth. People forget about him. Who else Jabbar Gaffney. Yeah, Jabbar Gaffney. Yeah, I remember him. Um, yeah, he was unsung, very unsung. Lawrence Maroney was their running back. Yeah, he was. Lawrence, who? Uh, I thought I would know more people from that ben team. Watson, ben Watson. He was ben still there. Watson was still there. I can't believe he's that old. All right. Oh. It, it just seems like he came in the league a few years back. Like I swear. Four. That long ago? Huh? That long ago? No wonder he's always on the on the. On the uh, it, what, what was it earlier this year? He was on the the pup list. No, he was on the suspended list. Oh, and you said that New England would have to sign him, or yeah, they, and then they ended, up cutting the them, they ended up cutting him for a week, and then they re-signed him again. Have they figured out their kicking issues yet? Nick Folk, man, he's the real deal. You mean uh, Nick Folk? Yeah, Nick Folk. Did you say? Oh, I think you said Foles. My bad. I know what you mean, though. Nah, he he kind of scared me, though, against the Bills. You know, he had to kick, like, a 51-yard field goal. I didn't think he was going to make it. Man, he made it with no problem. Didn't he play for the Cowboys and the uh, Bills? No. And the Jets or something Cowboys, like that? Jets, and Buccaneers. He's He was solid in Dallas. I think they were premature in cutting him. He got hurt too much. He could never stay healthy. Yeah, you know, the physical punishment a kicker takes. No kidding. <laughs> I think he was always – I think he had a lot of hip issues or he was pulling, like, hamstrings or something like that. He never could stay healthy, though. That was his issue. I tell you what, though, man. I, I remember when I was in high school, Temple had this kicker. All he did was kick. And every, every Saturday after the games, I'd be at Wildcat Stadium playing. And he'd be out there kicking. I'll tell you what, this dude was solid. He could have probably started a safety for him. But since he was only a kicker, half his time was spent in the weight room because he didn't have to – all he had to do was go to practice and kick and run. Like, this dude was swole, man. He was uh, he was pretty built. I wouldn't mess with him. I forgot his name, but he, he was pretty solid. Uh, uh, um. I'll tell you another swole kicker I used to I used to see with my own eyes was one Brandon Kirsch. He kicked? Dude, yes, he kicked. And he could kick, man. He could kick 45, almost 50-yard field goals. He should have stuck with it, man. I know. 
but he didn't he didn't like kick he didn't like kicking. He was he liked linebacker a hell of a lot better. You could do both. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't the NFL. This ain't college. You could do both college if you wanted to. I don't Yeah, if you're that good. Right. <laughs> oh, you remember that old Penn State kicker? He was like three hundred pounds. You could put him up at three technique. Or one technique and had him play D line. I don't know if he was actually if he could have been good, but he had the body built. When was for it. this? Uh, 2016, I think. Oh, I didn't know they had a 300 pound kicker. My God. Yeah, no, look, look him up. The Michigan, Michigan got like two targeting penalties against him because old boy was known for head hunting. Ooh. You know, because he was like 300 pounds, so he could like blow people up. Yeah. So. I want to say it was Michigan, maybe South Carolina. Uh, they, uh, you know, would designate a guy to peel back and to block him. And, of course, he flopped both times and got targeting penalties called or unsportsmanlike conduct calls. You know, he's just a kicker, right? Right. But, um, yeah, look it up on YouTube. Yeah. I'm a- it's uh, um, So, NFC. Now we got first round. We have, what, Philly and Seattle. And we have um, New Orleans and Minnesota. Let's start with New Orleans, Minnesota. What about that? Oh, uh, well, hopefully it's nothing like the Minneapolis miracle happening again. Well, this time it's in uh, New Orleans. That yeah. game was in Minnesota. Yes, sir. I, I see I see New Orleans winning. I haven't seen much of Minnesota this year, I'm not gonna lie. But I mean, Drew Brees is I mean, their offense is something else. I mean, they're thirteen and three. The fact they're playing in a wild card is, is hilarious. That just shows how but, good the NFC is. Exactly. Exactly. So uh like I said, I don't know much about Minnesota, but I, I, I'm not, I, I can tell you this about Minnesota. Their defense is solid, and they can run the ball. They got Dalvin Cook, Dalvin right? Cook, even his, backup, back, yeah, his back. backup's a rookie. That dude can fucking run, too. Who's his backup? Um, Alex Madison, I think, is his name. I've never heard of him. I never had I didn't hear about him until the Dallas game. That was the first time I have heard of him was the Dallas game. Good. I hope he succeeds. I hope. I still got. I mean, Kirk Cousins is solid, but if you stop that running game and make him throw, and I think the Saints will win. Yeah, but I mean, he does got good weapons, though. You know, he's got Stephon, he's got Adam Thielen, he's got Kyle Rudolph. Oh yeah, no, that they're solid. It'll be a good game. I just, I still think that uh, New Orleans pulls it out. I think so too, I, and I like Drew Brees. I know I'm biased toward Drew Brees, but I love Drew Brees. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. That dude is that dude's so great. I love watching him. He's a Texas boy, yeah. so Westlake got to show props there. Westlake. Huh? Yeah, Austin Westlake. Yes, who his alma mater just actually won the six A state championship. Yeah, shout out fashion too. Twenty four to zero over Denton. Was it Geyer, Denton Geyer, or Denton Ryder? Denton Ryder. Was it Ryder? Denton Ryder. And they ain't no pushover either. No, that's true. But uh, um, NFC or not NFC East, Philly versus <laughs> Seattle. That's a rematch of this um, this season where Seattle blew the doors off of them. So, what this? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I saw on Twitter last night that Seattle's still trying out running backs. Uh, I think that could be an issue. Why, though? They got Marshawn. I mean, they screwed up, though, again. I was against the damn 49ers. They are first and goal at the one, and one of their old linemen false started. That screwed them yeah, over. Yeah, that would They would have won that game if it wasn't for that. I wonder why he false started. They probably went on two or something. No, Russell Wilson was trying to do a hurry up, and he and he nobody was set, so it was just a cluster. Nobody knew what was going on. 
Oh, well, heck, you can't really blame one person for that. No, then. no, but Russell Wilson shouldn't have hurried up. They had plenty of time. They had like 45 seconds left. It's not like they needed to hurry the ball up. Yeah, they would have probably just thrown it anyway. Hey, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, Pete Carroll screws up twice. <laughs> On the one. On the one-yard line, he screwed up again. <laughs> oh, God, poor Marshawn Lynch. Um, so, yeah, those those are going to be good games. I really – even the NFC games on Sunday, I think, are really going to be good games. This is going to be a great weekend in football. I really I really think this is going to be a great weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. So, I mean, we could very easily see – I feel we could see the, the Titans beat – I mean, when's the last time New England got beat in the first round? Let alone the – I mean, the wild card. But, you know, they ain't been in 10 years. When's the last time they got beat in the wild card? Oh nine, when they lost to the Ravens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so I mean, ten years in the making. Golly, golly, we're getting old. I remember that game. I do. God. Well, that game was kind of a. I, I remember that game too. That game was. That game was bad to begin with because Wes Welker had torn his ACL the week before, and he was having like a career year that year. So Brady pretty much had Randy Moss and nobody else to throw to. Oh God, just him and poor old unheard of no name Randy Moss, right? Just Randy Moss. That's it. That's all. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's ever even been heard of outside of New England. I don't even. Where'd he even go to college? <laughs> what? Didn't he go to like Marshall or something like that? Yeah, no, I was just being sarcastic <laughs> because Randy Moss is one of the greatest receivers of all time, and it's like. Oh, Brady didn't have nobody to throw it to, but Randy Moss. It's like, oh, just Randy. Yeah, Moss. just Randy Moss. Well, the thing is, though, everybody, everybody could double him. You know. No, I agree. No, I know. And it's like Philadelphia this year. There's people like making jokes about their receivers, like, you know, their receivers are like practice squad players. They're they're not very good. They got nothing but practice squad players. You got to think, Aguilar's Aguilar's. Hurt, who sucks anyway. Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Well, actually, no. I heard Deshaun Jackson. He may come back um, the divisional round if they advance. So Good. they could be getting him back. Alshon's out for the year. Their starting right tackles hurt. Their starting right guard just got hurt the last game. He's out for the year. Jordan Howard's mm-hmm. been hurt most of the season with a shoulder injury. They finally got him back the other day. And pretty much Ertz is, they're, they're, they're winning games with a bunch of nobodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's that guy's name, Goddard? Dallas Goddard, who's good. Yeah, ain't, the, ain't, he, ain't he Goddard? Isn't that the name of Jimmy Neutron's dog? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Dallas I thought Goddard I heard that before, and I was like, is good. I mean, they got Ertz, but. I thought he was, is he hurt? Who? Ertz. No, rib injury. Yikes. Huh? Can't really do much about well, it. It just kind of hurts. Hurt. He got hurt in the Dallas game, man. Wentz hung him out to dry. Mm. Like, he got – like, he was going up in the air to catch a pass, and the Dallas defender, like, hit him smack dab right in the ribs. I think in, in rugby, I think they call that a hospital pass. When you pitch the ball too high and make them jump for it. Yeah. You call the hospital pass because your ribs are pretty much about to get broken. But that's rugby, though, obviously. Right. That's not NFL football. But still, it's not an ideal situation. No, absolutely not. But, yeah, so I give the Eagles credit with all the injuries that they've had on both sides of the ball this year, and they still won their division at 9-7. and seven. That's pretty good. That's impressive. No. I- yeah, 9-7 and seven is – Nine and seven, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have been more impressive if they went like thirteen and three or something like that. But walk it to him, Wentz. I guess is the real deal. Walk it to him, Wentz. Where does that nickname come from? I'm so confused. Shannon Shannon Sharp made that name up for him. I don't know why they, they him and Skip Bayless call him that. Is it because he hands the ball off? I just don't get it. Well, because at the hey, beginning I mean, of the year, he was, like, making a lot of mistakes and fumbling the ball a lot and turning it over. So, that's why they were calling him walk it to him. Interesting. 
all right, whatever works for him. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be very interesting. Um, like I said, football wise, um, I'll tell you though, I am so amazed. I watched Clemson and Ohio State Saturday night. Wow, Clemson just they went. I hate to use this NFL reference. They went full 28 to 3 New England Patriots mode on them. Didn't we didn't we talk about last week how if Ohio State started slow, they wouldn't recover? What? And it was actually the opposite of what happened. Yeah, they if Clemson out, started in the hole. What they get out to a 16 to nothing lead in the second quarter. Yeah, there's like 5 minutes left in the second quarter. Next thing I know, you're texting me. It's halftime, and they're only down by two. Yeah, I, 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 like, I was like five minutes. I was like, what happened? Like it's it's now sixteen to fourteen with five minutes later. I'm like, Wait, like oh. I wasn't watching the game. I listened to the first two drives, and you know I was at work, so I listened to the first two drives, and I was like, well, I guess Ohio State's a real deal. And I shut it off, and then, you know, I, I checked it on the ESPN app, and you were texting me updates. <laughs> I was like, hey, it was a good game. I bet I bet that would have been a good one to watch, whether or not who, you know, who you're a fan of oh, man. either it team. Was, um, it, was a, it was a great game. I got to actually – I stopped watching it after halftime. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I you did tell me that. Watch, may, I made a huge mistake doing that because, Wow. Clemson just turned it on. And, and you know how they did it? I noticed this. They blitzed the hell out of Justin Fields in the second half. They were doing Z, cover zero, zero blitz on him like it wasn't even funny. And he could not get away from it. Hey, Brent Venables or – yeah, Brent – is that his name? Brent Ven, Venables, their defensive coordinator. He's – He's a genius. He could pretty much be a head coach anywhere in the country if he wanted to. I'm surprised nobody has hired him. Then, I'm no. I know people. I know for a fact people have came after him. He just staying where he's at. I believe he's the highest paid assistant in the country with Clemson. Yeah, makes sense. He's got the number one overall defense in the country for how many years though? Like his defense isn't a flash in the pan. You know they've been they've been solid. The past, for a long time, since Deshaun Watson was there. Shoot, they've been solid since Taj Boyd was there. Oh, Taj Boyd, I forgot about him. Oh man. Yeah, I mean they were solid. They weren't, you know, revolutionary, but you know they were good. I do remember Georgia Tech hanging a bunch of points on them one year, but that was one of their down years, which happens. It does happen. Like people think Bama's gone. Bama's not going anywhere. If they're down years, two losses, shoot. I, you know, if, if I'm a fan, I'll take that. Mark Health, you know what I mean. Mark Helfrick, that's the name of the offensive coordinator for the Bears. Oh God, really? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he the head coach at Oregon? Yes. After Chip Kelly. Yes, he was. That's that's where he ended up. And there's he's still there. Not anymore. He gone. <laughs> Oh, they did. Okay, they did fire. They fired him just now. And- oh, that's right. You, you did say at the beginning they fired their offensive coordinator. I don't know why I was thinking of uh, Washington, where you said Washington they might keep their own coordinator. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's that's hilarious. He should have. I don't know. And the Browns just fired their general manager. What's the name of this guy? John Dorsey. Oh, that's right, Dorsey. Dorsey. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, hey. They're going to give him an extra – well, who'd they hire then? Nobody yet. Didn't they say they were going to let the he- the new head coach decide? They're probably going to let the new head coach be the GM. They're just trying out everything. Just Let's start throwing stuff at walls and see what sticks. <laughs> That's the, because the Browns are so desperate. That's the reason why. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're going to pull a Paul Brown and let the owner be the coach as well. You know. Did Paul Brown do that back in the day? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the owner and the coach. Oh, my God. That, that's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> Times were different back then, though. Heck, the coaches could have probably suited up and played as well. They did back in those well, days. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
nowadays. Yeah, nowadays the game like is too death. advanced and you can't do it anymore. You would die. Hell yeah, you would die. <laughs> you imagine Jerry Jones out there in full pads? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Dude. So, so LSU and Clemson in the national championship, how do you think that's going to go down on January 13th? Man, I hope it's a good game, but, you know, LSU, I mean, come on. That was seven touchdowns in the first half passing. That was that was amazing. Now, you know, that is an Oklahoma defense that is not very good, but they're still Division One college, you know, ranked number four or whatever they were, you know, whatever the final ranking. So, they're not pushovers. Like, they still have talent, but, I mean, come on, dude. Like, yeah. that was, that was, that hurt me. And you know, well, actually, no, it didn't. I was, I was eating that up. I love that. I was about to say, me and you, me and you both were probably eating that up. I know I was. But uh, as for Clemson, I still think their defense can hang. I really do. I think Ohio State's offense was pretty, you know, pretty potent. Uh, if they, I mean, Holly, if they slow down Burrow, I don't know, man. It's too close their to defense, Yeah, oh, yeah. And their defense made Oklahoma look stupid, too. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it as a pick honestly. I, I can't even favor anybody in this game. I'm doing it as a pick Who you got? No, a pick means, like, it's a toss-up. That's what that – Oh. When it, the, the, Vegas, the Vegas sports bettors use that term when they say a toss-up. They call it a pick Well, I'd have to go that route as well, but what fun is that? True. No, you're you're right about that. Okay. Well, who do you want to win? See, this is the, this is my problem because I wouldn't be mad if Clemson lost. I wouldn't be mad if LSU lost. I just yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's how I feel. I, as well. I love Dabo. I love Trevor Lawrence. I freaking love Coach O. I mean, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm gonna start hanging posters of him. In my house, because I love the guy so much. Go, go pick up a carton of Marlboro Reds and just start smoking until it happens. <laughs> just, just don't stop. Just one after another. <laughs> and you got to finish all your sentences with Go Tigers. With Go all Tigers. Right, no matter what. Or this is finish all your sentences. <laughs> just finish all your sentences with Go Tigers. And, uh... Yeah, just become a chain smoker, I guess. Yeah, that's the only that's the only way to be like Coach O. But man, I don't know. Like, I I will not be disappointed who wins and who loses that game. I really won't be. See, but I feel that's a perfect football game because you're equally unbiased. Yes, like you just don't care, so you can actually enjoy the game. And I like games like that where I can just sit back and be like, you know what, I don't care. Like, I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. So I can actually enjoy the game. I can watch it from a fan standpoint as opposed to saying, God, I can't stand this guy or I can't stand that coach or I can't stand that program and their fans. Stuff like that. Right. Oh, right. Um, yeah, but like I said, I, I think that's going to be just an amazing – it's going to be the most watched college football championship I think ever. You think so? Hell yeah, because you got to think, it's two schools – that don't really have a, I would say, like a hatred to, by, a, by a lot of like non-fans. You got to think, not a lot of people hate LSU except for maybe Auburn and Alabama fans. Not many people hate Clemson except for probably ACC fans. I would say like North Carolina probably does. North Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina, um, Georgia Tech. You know, Boston Wake, Wake Forest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Wake. I bet Bama fans probably don't like them very much. Oh no, 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 no! Especially since Bama got beat by them last year. That, that's that's true too. They didn't get beat. They got drugged. Oh yeah, dude. They got like it wasn't it wasn't a close. You know, touchdown to Hunter Renfro as time expired. Like this was a drubbing. Like they beat the brakes off of them last year. 
when Hunter Renfro was um when was when was that? Was that uh 2016? I believe so. I don't know. It seemed like he was there for about ten years. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so I mean, he got drafted. No, because he got drafted just this past season, I think. Yeah, he plays for Oakland. Yeah. So that was yeah, sixteen. That was twenty six. Yeah, sixteen. Because yes, Alabama sir. won it in seventeen. And then Bam Alabama got the break speed off him last year. Golly. Yep. It's a lot of hardware, man. Dude, I know, right? Because I'm pretty sure they get rings for being runner up. They do. Oh yeah, they do. They get rings. It's like they get you stuff. know, in high school. You know, a lot of teams in high school they get state runner up rings. And medals. Golly, I've seen some man. Can you imagine Saban's ring collection? Man, oh man. Dude, he's got probably a whole like um just cases upon cases full of it. Oh yeah. That's like oh uh go ahead. You gotta think. Look at it, look at how many he's won what? Six national championships. Not just that, you typically get one for winning the conference championship as well. Yeah, he's got probably like fifteen of those. Sixteen. Yeah, and then and then you get one for winning your bowl game. Yeah. It doesn't have to be national. Yeah. You can have like a Sun Bowl championship or something like that. So that's like two or three a year right there. Dude, I know. <laughs> he's gotta have at least like like I said, twenty plus rings in his cases or something. Oh, easily. That's like Coach Fredenberg. You know he's got a bunch. Well, yeah, for all the years he's won the conference at UMHB. Yeah. Uh, won the Natty. A runner-up. Been runner-up I don't care what the NCAA says. That 2018 championship or whatever year it was. Yeah, 2018. That's still. No, it was the first one. They didn't. They 16? Won, they didn't vacate the latest one. Oh, you're right. You're right. 16. Yeah, it was 16. That one still counts, in my opinion. Absolutely. No, I, I, I agree with you there. Absolutely. I don't care what anybody says. Nah, the, the NCAA, they, you know, they don't need to be doing that to Fredenberg. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. That, honestly, that's a coward's way out, if you want my honest opinion. Oh, we're going to – oh, he lent his car to an, uh, a student. We're going to strip them of all their wins from one season. That's how we're going to strip them. It, <laughs> It wasn't even a nice car. Wasn't it, like it broke down a Suzuki on him. or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, or super. It was something. But the, here was the funny: is that he they were taking it to class because, as you know, John, since you're from, you've been there. Their field house is quite a distance from the school. It's still on the same property, but it's quite a long walk. So you're talking UMH, you talking where UMHBs is? Yes. Yeah, theirs is in Belton, isn't it? At Belton High School, isn't it? No, no, their field house is, is off the highway, 121. Okay, all right. So, you know, that and the fact that uh, they let him borrow it to drive to class, and it broke down on him driving to class. That's what makes it even funnier is that it, uh, you know, it wasn't like a Mercedes or anything. It was like a Subaru or Suzuki or something. And then it breaks down on him on his way to class. Like, that makes it even funnier. Right. I mean, and the NCAA is like, oh, well, we're going to let these guys, you know, that like do recruiting violations like Lane Kiffin, for example. I knew you were going to bring him up. (laughs) I got to. So like him. Oh, we're not going to do anything to him. But old Pete Fredenberg, who's an honest man and a good man, he does. He tries to do the good Samaritan thing. And we're going to get rid of all of his wins and his championship. Yep. Like that's just that's pathetic. I'm sorry, but that is that is so such a double standard. Like, well, it makes you wonder if if they beat a team, excuse me, who filed the complaints with the NCAA, and he was that person complaining was just so persistent with it. The NCAA was just like, all right, here you go. Well, I wonder who would who would find that out though. Like, how would you? Pete reported it himself. He he turned himself in once he found out that it was against the rules. Oh, the play the player did. Oh, okay. No, no. Pete turned himself in because he found out that what he did was in violation. 
he suspended himself. The school suspended him. You know, and that's what it was. Is the NCAA originally gave him self-imposed suspensions. You know, you punish yourself, we check off on it all as well. And they did. And now they're coming back and vacating all those wins. Like, yeah, come on. Like, yeah, like two or three, two, almost three years later. Exactly. Like, that, that, that's ridiculous. That's so pathetic. Like, in my, in my opinion, that, that's like double jeopardy. If you want my honest opinion, that's freaking double jeopardy right there. That is, you can't try somebody for the same crime twice. Exactly. You already ruled on it. You can't go back and say, oh, by the way, not only did, are we suspending you, which you already have served, we're also going to vacate your wins and your championship, too. Go to hell. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's pointless that he even suspended himself, then, that he went three months without pay from the school. And, I, and if I was Pete, I would if, if they do appeal it like I heard they were going to, I would say that. I'd be like, look, I lost out on three months of pay because I suspended myself, and you guys said for me to do that. I did what you guys told me to do, and now you guys are going to go behind my back and do this? What the hell? Yeah, that's that's so ridiculous. It's uh, over something so simple as that. He didn't even know it was against. That's, that's the worst part. He didn't know. It's not like he intentionally was like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. You know, it was just like, oh, you need a ride to class? Take my car. I'm busy. Like, just don't, you know, don't crash it or something. Right. And right. And I've met Pete personally. He doesn't have, like, a Beamer or nothing like that. I'm pretty confident he drives, like, a Honda. Like, Yeah, he drives, like, some, like, compact car or something. Like. It's an old-person car. He drives an old-person car. That's what I'm saying. He's not driving around, you know, on a Mercedes or something like that. No. So... How do you consider that benefits? I mean, it's a like okay. I I don't know. It's like a 2006 Subaru or Suzuki or something like that. Come on, man, really? Like, come now, on. Now, last topic <laughs> before we go for the day. Um, Already, Antonio Antonio Brown uh, just got a report about him. He used that whole Saints workout as a publicity stunt. What does that tell you? He, I don't know, he wants to stay in the limelight. Now he's taking shots at his old teammates and telling Derek Carr he's going to buy his house in Las Vegas and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't know. He needs to either have his phone disconnected or he seriously needs to get some mental help because I don't think he's, I don't think he's okay. I, I do not understand what's going through his mind. And that's what baffles me more and more is that I don't understand. Like, I'm thoroughly confused. Like, what is he doing? I'm, I'm, honest to goodness confused as to what is going through his head like i would love to know what's going through his head but that's kind of scary at the same time oh i know like i i i can't believe it like honestly you you, and, and what was funny was the saints even told him come work out for us do not show up with an entourage please what does he do shows up with an entourage and a camera crew so he pulled a Kaepernick on him? He pulled a Kaepernick on him, yeah. He wanted it filmed. He wanted it all over the news. He he wanted everything. He wanted to make this a big ordeal. Even though the Saints said, hey, keep it on the down low, please, for us. Will you do that? And he said, no, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And then they signed some receiver I've never even heard they of. Signed, the practice yeah, squad. they signed some dude to, I don't know if they signed him to the active roster or the practice squad. I'm pretty confident. I think it was a practice squad. But either way, like, all he had to do was just be quiet, take the league minimum, and sit for the next year or how, however long his suspension will be. And then, you know, ball out the rest of that year. Right? Here, bear with me for the next, like, minute we have. Yeah. Before, um, take the league minimum, sit a year, play that next year on that league minimum. Show out, ball out on the league minimum, and then go out and get a contract. It's going to take two years, but at least you're getting paid. Right. He, he And he could have done that with the Patriots. Yep. All Just take the league minimum, which out. is still – yep. Take that suspension, sit down. It's like running from a warrant, man. It ain't going to – you know, your time isn't going to get served until you go sit down. Right. And that's what he needs to do. He just needs to sign, sit down. Is what it is. Well, but. the thing is, the thing is, what I think is going to happen with Antonio Brown is 
he ain't signing with a team this year. Maybe next year, but if he does, he's going to be suspended he's still for, sit. For, for the year probably. So yeah, oh yeah. So you're gonna so that's he's gonna end up like Des Bryant. He's gonna be out of football for two plus, two years, and nobody's gonna want him. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's but. But again, Phil, I appreciate you coming on today. Hey, I love doing this with you, man. Um, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Sunday after all the football, I say we do like a late night podcast on Sunday. Well, you know, I work till ten. I don't get home to about eleven. So if you want to stay up that late and chat till about midnight, we're more than welcome well, to. Well, the thing I say that is, is because um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all alone. My girl's working the overnight shift that night, so I'm gonna be all alone. So I say, yeah, we do. I say, yeah, we do it. Uh, we do like a eleven o'clock podcast, man, just late night, and we can and we'll be able to discuss all the action from Wild Card Weekend and um, everything leading up to. Um, the, the next round, we could preview the next round. Um, and also the, I, I still am so excited about that FCS championship. I cannot wait for that. Right. And Jason Garrett news, possibly. And Jason Garrett news. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Yeah, man. I look forward to it. Yes. Me too, my friend. You take it easy though, Phil. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll talk to you later. All right. Later. All right. Later.